I was struggling with the fact that I'd been alone for a year traveling as an entrepreneur, like entrepreneurship is lonely. Like try that and not being in like one place consistently. It was just decimating me. (laughs) And I was like, I need to have this community. Otherwise I'm just going to be destroyed. Like I was in such a bad place and I wanted to go because I was like, those are my people at FHL. If I can just get to those people, I know I'm going to figure it out. If you're like us, you've dreamt of building your own business empire and the freedom it can bring you. But today there's hidden traps on the path of entrepreneurship placed by Big Brother and the big brands. So now we're forced to answer hard questions like, how do we grow a real company without taking on debt or giving away ownership? Or how can we get leads and buyers for our own products when there's so much competition with deep pockets? Finally, those questions are answered, and tens of thousands of people are taking the challenge to walk the new path of entrepreneurship. Follow this podcast while I ask about their shocking journey from failure to freedom. You can join them too at onefunnelaway.com. I'm your host, Steve J. Larson, and you're listening to One Funnel Away Stories. Whoa, what's going on, everyone? It's Steve Larson. Welcome back to the One Funnel Away Stories show, where I'm asking entrepreneurs about their journey. And today I have a very special guest on with me today. It is Jamie Atkinson, who is a beast. I'm very excited. I'm personally very excited to chat with him. Um, I've been following you and watching you for a little bit now, and uh, it's been cool to watch what you've done. Um, welcome to the show. Dude, thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And it's super weird because you uh, we follow you a lot, and it's kind of weird to hear that you kind of follow us back. And yeah. I'm just super excited to share to share kind of the whole story. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I... Um, I, I watch what people are doing. You know, it's super fun. I, uh, I'm in the journey with everyone else also. So, <laughs> but uh, tell us about uh, tell us about yourself, though. I mean, it's interesting. When I uh, when I first came across the OFA it was about a year ago, uh, October 2018, which I believe was maybe the first one that you guys did. It was like, it, yeah, I think it was the first one. And my friend just kind of threw it at me. I didn't have any clue what ClickFunnels was about. And he was just like, you need to check this out. And I didn't realize at the time, I'm pretty sure you just wanted to make the affiliate money of the hundred bucks. But I was like, so into it. I was like, all right, I'll check it out. Ended up buying it. And it was the first time that what I'd been seeing pop up in ads from Russell kind of promoting click funnels. It was the first time that I kind of connected the dots between what funnels were and what was kind of possible. And, you know, we, we just kind of went through that whole process and, and kind of got started with figuring out what the funnels were. What, what were you up to at that time? Yeah. So I, I quit my job about a year and a half before that and, and decided I was going to be like, screw this. We're going to quit. I'm going to go and travel. And, um, what happened was I worked in this sales job for like six or seven years, jumping through every hoop that existed, working in different stores and, you know, staying in hotels for weeks on end. And then I just taken a promotion and something terrible happened. You know, my sister got really, really ill and she turns out she was only 29. She got cancer. And, you know, luckily to preface this, she's better now and she had it in a kidney and she had to have a kidney removed. But at the time it sucked. And I was like, I spoke to my boss. I was like, look, this is happening. I know I just took this promotion, but I just need a bit of time to get level and, you know, make sure she's okay and make sure my family's okay. And they pretty much said in no uncertain terms, like, Hey, you either do the job or you can go back and you'll never be a manager in this company again. And I just knew in that moment, I was like, man, they just don't care about me. So that's what inspired me to originally leave. But I've been doing the whole entrepreneur gig for like a year from going and doing online blogs. And I became and did a a Pinterest agency trying to like help people figure out how to make pins. 
doing some pretty weird stuff. I mean, at one point we were helping one company, which was a Harry Potter fan fiction website. And they were paying us like 2K a month to run their Pinterest for us, like super random companies. <laughs> um, but what happened was like, I got to like September and there was a huge algorithm update in Pinterest and my whole business just collapsed overnight. I was, you know, at that point I'd got to like 8K a month in like retaining uh, income and I was super happy. I like posted on Facebook and was like, you know, a big, you know, up you to all of the people back home saying like, <laughs> hey, look, I've made it. I'm making all this money. And then it was almost like I cursed it because two weeks after my my whole business imploded. Wow. And I had about three months of just like no income at all. That's rough. And so you go in and you left the job. So I, I just, back to that real quick also, because you left the job. What did you I mean, sister's better now, which is great, obviously. And then you say, I'm going to leave because I need to go have family time. I need to be able to do what's important to me. What did you start? I mean, that's a pretty broad that that's that's freaky for most for everybody. I mean, yeah. It was terrifying. You know, in that moment, what happened was like, I told my boss, I was like, no way. Like, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to go take the sales job and I'll be gone in two months. And then I was like, oh man, like, what am I going to do? And I had no idea. And and that's when um, one of my friends at the time had messaged me online and was like, hey, you need to check out this like making money online gig. And I ended up taking a blogging course. And what, what I kind of said to myself was if in the next month I can just make a hundred bucks, I'll know that this is possible. Mm. And I worked really hard, like going through that program. And at the end of the two months, you know, at, in that moment, I made 150 bucks. And like, that wasn't enough for me to make money online right. and like replace my income. But it told me like, Hey, this is real. This is possible. It validated it. And that's, that's, I like that you brought that target so close. Cause I think, I don't know, would you say that a lot of times it happens is with two comma club, all this stuff, money raining from the ceilings, right? And when that becomes the goal and you only make a hundred dollars, you're like, it doesn't work. You flipped it though. And said, if it's just a hundred, I know it can. Yeah, because I had, you know, I had a little bit of a safety barrier and I was like, man, if I can just do that, it's going to prove it to me. So you do a hundred dollars in that first month, melts some false beliefs. What, what happens from there then? It was interesting. Like the first three months, I was just like, traveling's awesome. And I was just all over the place, like to Thailand and Croatia and all of these cool places wow. going like full hashtag digital nomad. And, you know, about four months in, I was like, Whew, I've been drinking way too much beer, having way too much fun. I need to really think about like making a business now. Cause I was like, if I keep going, I'm going to be back at that job in like six months time. And that's when I like first started really hunkering down and being like, Hmm, what could I do? And you know, it was really interesting, Steve. Cause like up to that point, my whole life, I'd always played it safe. And it was just the first time I'd had this creative freedom to like try something and like, it would be okay if it didn't work. What do you mean by that? Liberty for creative freedom. Yeah. So I, I kind of figured like when I was in my job, I only had this kind of like part-time aspect to anything I wanted to do. Right. It's like, oh, I'll try it in my spare time. But by like leaving my job and being like, okay, I've got all of this free time now to just go and try stuff. Like I tried to be a freelance writer. I tried to be a blogger. I tried to be a Pinterest agency guy. You know, I, I had like six failed businesses, but I gave myself that freedom to go and try it because I'd always said, I want to be a business owner, but I'd never done anything about it. And it was kind of like liberating to be able to go and actually try stuff. So I'm sure you feel that liberating. Holy cow, I can do whatever I want. But that's probably another side of the same coin. Oh my gosh, I have anything I could go do. And then you go make the hundred dollars. You start going six months later, you get serious about it. What, what did you actually choose to go do though? I mean, what was the first 
business you decided to build? Yeah, the first one I just decided was to be a freelance writer. And I was making money doing thousand word articles for 28 bucks. Like, and literally just doing like tons of them every single week. Like I was at one point writing, I think 30,000 words a week and making like 300 bucks from it. I was just like, I'll do whatever I can just to make enough money. Cause I was in Thailand. So I only needed to make a thousand bucks to pretty much stay at even. So I was like, all right, well, if I can do that, then sounds cool. So, I mean, were you a writer beforehand? You were in sales before. Nope. You I was not writing. a writer at all. You're like, I'm going to take the yeah. and do it. I was like, I was like. I've been doing a blog for two months and I've had to write articles. So I think I can have a go at doing this. So, I mean, did you go to Fiverr? You know I mean? Did you, did you say, where do you sell the services? Yeah. I mean, I went to Fiverr at first and couldn't find any gigs. Then I started Googling and I was like, Hey, how do you find freelance jobs? And someone was like, Oh, there's a, there's a company called the Hoth and you can just go and apply to be a writer there and they'll pay you to write. I was like, Oh, cool. So I applied there, got the gig and I did that for a couple months, but then I was like, man, this is just another job. Right. And like, I'm not that great paid. Interesting. Just another job as being a freelancer. What do you think the difference is between being the freelancer and owning a job there, owning the company? Because to some people, that would just be a contract work. You know what I mean? Because that, that's very interesting distinction yeah. you made. Honestly, I, I think for me, it was pride. It's that I wanted to leave my job. And I'd been kind of a high flyer in my career. And I didn't want to like leave that. And then other people look at me and say like, oh, you, you're just doing like another job and, and not really achieving. And one thing that's really important to kind of realize here is that what the OFA kind of taught me was that like, oh, publishing and going, putting yourself out there vulnerably is like a really good thing. But at that point, Steve, I was like so worried about what other people thought. That was almost the biggest thing that drove me was just like, oh, what are they thinking? And, and it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. So you go in and you, uh, you decide, hey, freelancing is not exactly business owning or creating. What do you do from there? From there, I was uh, still running my blog in the background. Yeah. And one thing I noticed was I started to get a lot of traffic through Pinterest. And I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. Maybe I can make a course or something. And I was playing along with that idea. And then and I put out a free course. And it was just to my little email list of 100 people. And I said, hey, I'm going to make this free course. Like, does anybody want to join in and, and do it with me for free? And I started doing that for about two weeks. And then one of the guys who was going through the course reached out to me. And this was the guy who had the fan fiction website. And he was like, hey, so this course is really cool. I love it. But like, I just don't have the time to do it. Do you know anybody that can just do this for me? And I was about three clicks away from just giving him the affiliate link for some lady that did it. And then I looked <laughs> on a website and I was like, holy crap, I can do this. And so I just said to him like, hey, I don't know if you want to, but like, I could totally do this. He's like, great. How much? I was like, I don't know, two grand. And he was like, cool, let's do a six month contract. And I was like, oh, that's it. <laughs> Success. <laughs> yeah. Right. Wow. Uh, so you did that for a little while. And is that also when you were doing Pinterest for other people and had it all awesome and then kind of came crumbling down a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first time. And I was like, I should get more people to do this. Got like two or three clients. And then there was the update. And that's when it all just kind of went in the toilet. And uh, yeah, the results just weren't as good as what the method I've been using before. And within a month, I just lost all the clients. They were like, hey, we need to cancel. This isn't working anymore. Interesting. What did you do from there then? I mean, it's, what's crazy about this is you got the blog and that's kind of like a staple. You got publishing, some money coming from that. Then you're like finding pop shots of cash by being a freelancer get a little bit of more recurring income as the, like doing the course plus agency. I mean, so you're several attempts in by now and successes, but not like something that you're, and then what do you do after that, after the agency? 
so for like three months, I was just like depressed as crap. Like we were in Thailand. We didn't have like money coming in. We were living in like a $2 hostel. Like if you ever see like in the walking dead, when they're walking through a hospital and it's got those like nasty green walls, we were staying in a room like that. There was no windows. It was like four tiny, horrible green walls with like the crappiest furniture you've ever seen melting hot because the AC didn't work. And I was there at this computer, just like trying to figure it out. And it just was not working. And in that moment, like I had done that for two months and then we, that's when my friend had said like, Hey, you need to check out the one funnel away. And that's when I was like, all right, well, I got nothing else going on. I might as well give this a shot. And um, one thing I was really proud of is that I showed up every single day, which is kind of funny because like you were there every day, like do it, do it, do it. And like, I remembered I would listen to Russell in the morning. And then where we were in Thailand, it was like super like late at night when we were hearing like the coaching calls and I still managed to get on live. I remember waking up at like stupid o'clock in the morning to do that and just feeling like, hey, I can do this. I can do this. And uh, I remember you I ended up- on. Yeah, because you said yeah. that. it's like 3 a.m. in Thailand here. I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> you know, what I mean? I'm going to keep bringing it. <laughs> I remember that. That's funny. Yeah. And, um, so we did it and and we, and we committed every day and I got to the end of the 28 days and we ended up like building a funnel that we wanted to launch for the black Friday. And it was funny because when I applied to come on to the one funnel stories, we just recently done a black Friday sale. And I was like, huh, I remember I'd done a black Friday funnel before. And, you know, I dug into click funnels and I checked the funnel out and it's still there. It's still like everything's in there. And, you know, we launched this funnel, which was like, I remember at the time someone had showed me how to get like 10,000 fans on Facebook using like Facebook ads and like a really not great method to like get social proof, but it was something I'd learned. And I was like, all right, I'm going to package that. And we launched it for Black Friday and we made 10 sales. We made like 500 bucks, which I remember being like thrilled at at the time. Oh, man. So, I mean, that kind of like that reignite the fire a little bit. I'm sure. This yeah, I was like, wow, funnels is the thing. I was like, man, I could do it. Like, this is the thing. This is the thing that's going to get me going again. So then what did you do from there? So another two months of journey, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) so it's just like a, oh man, it was like, so we we get into December, we're still in Thailand and like I did that funnel and then it didn't do a lot more with it. We, We went through OFA a second time and I just remember feeling like defeated because we'd launched that funnel. And then for whatever reason, I just didn't keep promoting or keep selling it. I had this Facebook group that I kind of adapted. It was originally a blogging Facebook group and then I changed it and then I changed it again. And again, I just felt like completely stuck. At that point, I decided, you know what, I'm going to try an agency again. And I was like, I'll try a Facebook agency, a Facebook ad agency. And, um, I'd been doing that for about a month and still was just not having any success. And I was, And I remember because I was in that same room at like stupid o'clock in the morning, cold calling dentists in America, trying to get them to sign up for these Facebook ads. And I remember my girlfriend just in bed, waking up, looking at me like exhausted, like sweating, like frustrated on these phone calls. Just like, is it going to happen? Like what, what's going to happen? Like, because if we didn't make it, like she was from America, I was from the UK, like I would have to go home. She couldn't come live there because of visas. Like that would be it. Like there was a lot riding on us being successful. And I remember just being like super defeated and super like fed up. And I got an email from Russell being like, Hey, um, your next mission, should you choose to accept it? And it was the email about funnel hacking live. And I remember, you know, looking at my bank account and there was about 3019 funnel hacking live. Yeah. 2019. This was FHL, um, last year and well, technically this year. Right. And I remember being 
reading that email and looking at my bank account and being like, all right, I got $3,000 between me and my girlfriend. And, you know, to fly to FHL from Thailand was like 1200 bucks for both of us. The ticket was $1,000. We had to like figure out where to stay. The hotel, I was like, all right, we got to stay at the hotel. Like that's, that's key for the community. It is. And uh, so we, we spent almost everything. I think I had like 900 bucks when I landed in America. But I said to myself, like the real thing I was struggling with was people being surrounded by people. I was struggling with the fact that I'd been alone for a year, traveling as an entrepreneur, like entrepreneurship is lonely. Like try that and not being in like one place consistently. It was just decimating me. (laughs) And I was like, I need to have this community. Otherwise I'm just going to be destroyed. Like I was in such a bad place. And, uh, and I wanted to go because I was like, those are my people at FHL. If I can just get to those people, I know I'm going to figure it out. So what you got there and then what was like the big transformation. I mean, what was the big thing that, that being, cause I agree, like when I was by myself for a long time and I was going through try number, like whatever, a billion, I didn't know many other souls doing this. Like even in existence, it was when I got in the room and I was like, holy crap, this is a thing. I'm just not aware of it. And it changed everything. I mean, what, what happened for you? For me, like I got in on that first day of FHL and I don't know if you remember, like I think you spoke first and I've been to the pre-event of yours um, with Rachel and and, uh, James Smiley and you were like, publish, publish, publish. I was like, all right, all right, I got to publish. So in my mind, I was like, I'll start a podcast. And then I heard um, Nicholas Biley walk on stage and he basically said like, hey, your mess becomes your message. If you just put yourself out there vulnerably and are real with people, then that's where they'll connect with you. And at that moment, I've been like, hey, I'm Jamie and I've got an agency and I can do this and that. But really, I didn't have anything. So I walked out of the room and I was like, huh. And just the next person I met, I was just like, hey, I'm like totally clueless. I'm completely lost. We spent all of our money coming here and I just hope that we'll be able to figure it out. And this cool thing happened where when I started to just be completely transparent with people, they came like magnetically attracted to me. And like that whole event and, and, you know, at the end of the event, I was like, man, I've got to hold on to these people. Like I've got to stay in this community. And I remember Garrett White being on stage, being like, like, you need to do this. Like, you've got to come into 2CCX. And, he, and what he said was really powerful. He said, like, don't ask permission from other people. Yeah. Ask yourself if this is what you want to do. And, and don't lie to yourself. Just if it's a yes or a no, that's fine. But just give yourself the option. And the day before I'd been asking everybody, I was like, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And I kind of laughed at, as I went to sleep with my girlfriend being like, ha, 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 we could never afford the 2CCX. And she was like, ha, ha, you're right. And then I was awake all night because there was just something in the back of my mind that's like, if I don't do this, I'm just going to be so sad when I'm in the same spot next year and, and haven't made any progress. And I was like, I got to keep these people with me. So like I signed up for that two CCX with like no money in my bank. Like I put it on a credit card, I had to put it on like <laughs> that. And it was terrifying. But like I, I jumped in with both feet and I was just like, I've got to stay with these people. They're going to help me get through it. So what's happened since then? What's like the big thing that's happened now? So it's crazy. So like the the first month, um, the only paying client I had asked for a $2,000 refund. So I had to get like seven and a half grand in like two weeks between what I paid to pay off my credit card and the next payment. So I was just terrified. And something that was really funny is that I remembered when you told your story in OFA, you said like, hey, like my dad told me that if I was in that moment, I would find this like power in me that I didn't know was there. And that was so true for me. I cried for like the first week and a half, couldn't get out of bed, was depressed, was like, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I've got to quit the 2CCX. And then I was like, no, like 
I didn't ask myself what I was like, how can I make this happen? Yeah. And then this, this whole week and a half, I just blitzed it. I like went into the thing, did the stuff that I needed to. And like, I made that money. And then about two months later, I was like, well, this is cool. Like I'm making money with dentists, but like, I don't love dentists, right? Those aren't my people. So somebody reached out within that community and said to me, like I, at this time I'd started documenting, I put a podcast out there. I started talking about the failure and all of the stuff that was struggling. And I'd managed to, you know, have some momentum with it. And someone inside the community reached out and was like, dude, you should help people with podcasts. I was like, no, 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 no. Like I just started two months ago. I could never do that. And she was like, no, you should do this. Yeah. So a couple, a couple weeks later, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. And <laughs> I ended up launching a podcast beta like three weeks after that, just showing people a different side to podcasting. I, I wanted to show people how they could make money straight away so that they could continue to publish. Cause I saw so many people who started podcasting and quit and they quit usually because they couldn't see where the success was going to come. Yeah. It was like, like, they didn't have the resilience to keep pushing for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. So I was like, man, if I could just show them how to make money within the first 30 days, like the $100 of making money with a blog, it inspired me to keep going. Maybe that would help them to continue to podcast so that they could get to six months and a year. And and it turned out really well and, and people loved it. And that's kind of the business that was created. It was crazy. And you've had quite a bit of success since that. I mean, that was it's really blown up. Quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm su super grateful. Yeah. We, we just clocked. Um, it's been seven months since we were at, at Funnel Hacking. No, sorry. Nine months since FHL, but seven months since we started this business. And I think last month we just crossed 120K in revenue, um, which is mind blowing. That's like compared awesome, to where man. we were, Maybe. I was like super thrilled. Huge and um, yeah, it's funny, right? No, it's amazing. Thank you. It's, it's incredible. It's how it starts, you know, and then you get that. Uh, what's funny is I feel like the, the ground. That's how we understand our own business just keeps shifting. And then there's certain pieces finally click in. And for some reason, I mean, it just kind of just starts taking off and it's uh, super powerful. And it's so funny because it's all just those foundational things. Yeah. Like it, it kills me how much I go back to it. Like, huh, validate the offer, huh? Like publish, Sales like, you know, message. test it, test the hooks. Bring like, oh my God. And it just comes back to it so much. It's why I'm always like, like the OFA is the, it's like a hundred dollar marketing degree. Like it's insane how much you can learn from it. And it's just understanding those principles that, you know, it's kind of funny. Like the people are like, just do what Russell says and you'll make money. Like it works. I know at first I was like, oh, all right, sounds good. You know, but then I, me too, same thing. And I was like, holy crap, just probably do what he says. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, man. Well, Hey, thanks for being on here. Just kind of final advice here. What would you say to somebody who is, let's say, in a green tinted hostel, <laughs> you know what I mean? Who's, who's trying to figure that out? What would you say to that person? The biggest thing that I've noticed is that it, it's resilience, which really pays off and being open to just trying stuff. Like, you know it, like I know it, like we failed at so many things until yeah. we found the thing that clicked. So my biggest advice would be like the people that stay in the game longest are the ones that succeed. So just keep doing it, keep trying different things. And eventually you'll find the thing that clicks and by going through these processes, you just learn more and more and more. It's crazy how much you can learn in a short space of time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jamie, thanks for being on here, man. I really appreciate this. And I know people get a lot of value from it. That's an awesome story. And what's so powerful, I think, also is how fast. I mean, we're, we're not talking years here. This is, uh, we're talking months that this is kind of happening. It's crazy. Yeah. Super cool, man. <laughs> well, thanks so much for being on, man. No worries. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's Absolutely. been a blast. Yeah, we'll talk to you later. Take care. 
All businesses need three things, leads, sales, fulfillment. That's exactly what ClickFunnels does. They're world-class at automating your leads, sales, and fulfillment. The best news is that it's only $97 a month and replaces the cost of the other tools I was using. Better yet, I don't need to be a coder. Because of that, I basically have the power of an entire tech team in my hand. So if you're asking yourself, Steve, are you pitching me right now? Yeah, 100%. Because of ClickFunnels, I can focus on just being a marketer again. Everyone you're hearing on this show is using ClickFunnels. That's actually how we're all doing this. We call ourselves Funnel Hackers, and I'm going to invite you to become a funnel hacker like us by grabbing a free two-week trial at iloveclickfunnels.com. But Steve, isn't two weeks not long enough for me to do this? I understand the fear, but you have to know I actually built my first funnel during my own two-week trial of ClickFunnels. Week number one, I built the funnel. Week number two, I focused on sales and traffic. And by week three, my account was paid for by my customers, which made it free for me. You guys can do this. We want everyone to experience this power in their business. So as your host, I'm allowed to hook you guys up. Open any browser, type in iloveclickfunnels.com and grab your own free two-week trial now.